episode 279. Thank you all for listening to episode 278, The Trebek Wars 2, part 2. I am defending champion Gray Lamarck, at least for another six months, here with my co-host. Little Woody Nine Iron. <laughs> Dr. Jinx. <laughs> Dr. Jinx and Little Woody Nine-Iron. Welcome. Uh, should be interesting. We have no Barrington Cub currently. He is working. He is in Indiana working and probably will be for a while. So it's going to be a good time. Now, we just might as well get right into everything. So thanks to Wes Anderson for moments in time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Songs by Wes Thank you to All Work Clothing, first and primary sponsor of Over the Line Sports Podcast. Brandon hooks us up with our hoodies, our shirts, our koozies, our hats, our stickers. Looking forward to getting all that stuff. We can't thank him enough. Check him out, allworkclothing.com. Mention Over the Line Sports Podcast. He will hook you up. Thank you to Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Give Sean a call, 419-704-5471. He serves the Toledo and surrounding areas and not... Monroe, Michigan, which is where we will be. Well, we'll be in Erie, Michigan on Saturday for RPW. Ruthless Pro Wrestling is having blood, sweat and beers. I, I don't know if you saw that parrot. I tagged you in uh, in the thing. It was supposed to be an outside event. And uh, uh, yeah, I, was supposed to... I just saw that on Facebook right now. Yeah, it was supposed to be an outside event. And because of the rain, uh, they have secured a building. So I'm really looking forward to this. I hope it's like a fucking old warehouse. That'd be epic. Just be an old warehouse. Go watch wrestling. It'd be so old school. I don't know if you saw that. Did you guys happen to watch that thing I sent, uh, the video I sent today with the old school shit with Moxley and the and the like death matches they used to have? No. That's See right. That? I was in a meeting. But I'm sure you've seen that where that guy where it was, he was in what was it uh, uh, CCW when he was fighting him and he fucking used that pizza cutter on his head and then the adrenaline was rushing so he put the fucking pizza cutter in Moxley's mouth and just pulled it. I'm like, oh my god, dude! Did you fucking imagine that taking a pizza cutter to the mouth? No, <laughs> no. Is that the building? Is that where it's going to be now? That's the address it said. Did they give a new address? This is the indoor location. Looks like a small building. I mean, if it's an yeah, if it's an old abandoned warehouse, you can have an AEW street fight in it. No, no, no. We got no. It'd be a pre-recorded cinematic match. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Blood, sweat, and beers. Parrots coming in for cinematic matches. Right, pre-recorded referee and everything, man. <laughs> Where is that parrot? Temperance. I'm interested to see. Is that so? Is that the temporary, or are they going there for sure? Oh, I don't know. It just says new indoor venue because of the rain or because of the weather. So that is probably going to be the venue. Perfect. Well, but anyway, uh, if you haven't got your tickets yet. RPW blood, sweat, and beers on Saturday. And it sounds like now Temperance, Michigan. Get your tickets, 20 bucks, and uh, you can just PayPal them the money. 
We've got three tickets. Me and the Shiv and the Parrot are heading up. Looking forward to watching it. And then we're going to go watch uh, UFC at the Shiv's house. We're going to have it here because of the rain, though. We are moving indoors to the Shiv's, which will be a good time. He has a good location, too. So looking forward to that. We're going to cover some UFC later, but we got to get back to these sponsors. Thank you again, Sean. Thank you to Sparty Steve, who is the biggest supporter of the show. He has paid for the venue for episode 300. We're looking forward to that. I kind of have some new ideas on how we can do that that night. We're going we're gonna to run through those over the next several weeks because we've got until July 3rd. Looking forward to that. We're going to have a great time. Thank you, Sparty Steve. He's going to be supplying the food, too. We can't thank him enough for all he does for us. And last but not least, Cody, I need you for this because Bear's not here. Thanks to Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. Boy, all right, look, I know it's been a while, people. Um, you know, fellas, ladies, summertime's coming up. It's starting to warm up. You know, second winter, I mean, third winter is uh, starting to thaw back out. So why not get ready and get prepared for that summertime? Uh, get you a little summer love, man. Read uh, Connell Barrett's thing. Go to Connell Barrett's DangTransformation.com. Get the book. It's on. It's pre-sale right now. Order the book. Read the book. You don't want to go to family reunions and barbecues and birthday parties and booze cruises alone, do you? I mean, yeah, you could go alone, but why? That'd be stupid. But what so, if I want to pick up some honeys? Can I take the book with me and pick them up on the boat? Then you should already read the book. See, if you had already read the book, then you could go alone. Mm. You know, you can't be... You don't want to be uh, trying to pretend that you're smart reading a book on a booze cruise. That ain't that's not a good look. So get the book, get prepared for the summer. That way you can have, you know, you don't want to go out. You don't go to a gunfight with no bullets. Take some bullets to the gunfight. Pre-order the book. If you don't want to buy the book, even though you should, you know, get a hold of Barrett at datingtransformations.com. You can Zoom, you can Skype, whatever you want to do. Get you ready for that summertime, man. Just don't make any babies, you know. They say it's hot boy summer this year. Instead of, uh, what was it, hot girl summer last summer or the one before COVID. Maybe that's why we got COVID because it was hot girl summer. You never know. But, you know, you get you whatever you want, man. You be a hot boy, a hot girl, get you a thought, you know. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> Over there. <laughs> oh, man. What, what do we got going right now? I know we got AEWs on. What is this? Hangman Page and, and your boy Ricky Stark? Oh, I'm not even watching. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, man. I, I guess I'll try to find it, see what we got. Oh, yeah. Hangman Page, Ricky Starks. Uh, a match a year in the making. Something that they probably should have done. I don't know how many months ago. Forever. Yeah. I mean, it's funny when they were in a uh, quote unquote war, they put the worst they could out there. And now, you know, they could just, uh, you know, they could have been putting on good matches to get viewers. But, you know, hey, we all can't grab impact viewers from years ago. Right, right. Well, I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give Cody a, a few minutes here. He's gonna have to research some golfers for this week because he's got to pick a team of guys that hasn't here. Hold up, we we might have a call from Robbie in the lobby. Robbie in the lobby, I'm recording a show. Do you have a stat of the day? Yes, Robbie in the lobby was just in. Uh, 
AT&T Stadium down in Dallas, Texas. And my nephew would have been incredibly happy as he walked through the field. Stat of the day, the Cowboys still haven't won anything in 25 years. (laughs) (laughs) You you can't hear him, but uh, Cody Bryant's over here laughing. (laughs) The one thing that the Cowboys will not be selling next year are playoff tickets. Uh, it's good stuff. <laughs> I hear no lies. But um, my stat of the day, did you ever reel out the one where the guy got eight for eight hits to start off his career? I did not. Okay, well, there you go. Said it. Yermin Mercedes, number 73 for the Chicago White Sox, started off his career eight for eight. Eight for eight. That's the stat. That's the stat of the day. And the other stat of the day is 44,155 miles is what I have on my car. You guys have a good day. <laughs> See you later. Uh, Robbie in a lobby. Probably didn't realize I was in the middle of a show. I'll have to call him afterwards. But, all right, we gave, it gave Cody Bryant some time for golfers. Cody Bryant, you got to look at some golfers this week. you got to pick two guys that are paired up together that you haven't picked yet. So that's going to be – yeah, good luck, buddy. Right. And uh, so I'll just talk about last week's tournament first. They were at Harbortown Lynx, RBC Heritage. Stuart Sink, man, he pretty much dominated, and he was able to walk away with it. Sunday, he was already 18-under going into Sunday. He finished 19-under, won it by four strokes over Harold Varner and Grillo and uh, McNeely. And then my boy uh, Fitzpatrick, man, he looked like he was going to miss the cut on Friday, came back or on Thursday, came back through Friday. He was gunning. He finished seven under one of the days he finished in fourth. So he got me a fourth and Corey Connors got dub a fourth. And look, you guys had what Webb Simpson and Cam Smith both finished ninth. So, and we gained on bear who had Terrell Hatton finished 39th. So what's amazing is you guys probably haven't seen this. Our averages were all really close, 38.4 to 40.6. That's first to last. I did it all together. First to last place out of the five of us is only 30 position points away from each other. That is insane. 14 tournaments in, and we're only 30 points away from one another at worst. And actually, uh, first to third is only four points, which is nuts. That's crazy. So bear to Brandon, four points. Bear to – Jake, three points. Bear to Cody, I think, is like 26, 28 points, and then Bear to me is 30. So we're all right there. And this week we got a, a fun tournament coming up in New Orleans, the Zurich Classic, uh, TPC of Louisiana. They play – it's a partners tournament. They play together and what they do. And this week it looks like Brandon and Bear both took Keegan Bradley and Brendan Steele. Uh, it looks like Parrot, who you taking, man? You're on mute, Parrot. <laughs> <laughs> You're still on mute. Literally, I just clicked it like 12 times before I did. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Sergio Garcia and Patrick Cantley this week. Nice. I like that. That'd be a good pick, except the problem is, Parrot, you can't have them because you've already picked Patrick Cantley. Of course I did. If you look oh. further, oh, poor parrot. I haven't taken Mark Howard, though. He's in the same grouping. What's he in? The same grouping as Garcia. So who's he with, though? Who's his partner? He's with 
Well, it just says I'm confused because they have three guys on their tee time that he's paired with. It's Garcia, Patrick Cantley, and Colin Morikawa at twelve fifty six. Well, that's weird. Or one hundred seven. Because when I'm looking at golf.com, they're saying there's three guys per tee off, not I, two. Well, there should be. So I, I should be able to pick Murakawa with Garcia then. Well, but see, I don't know who the the partners are. You gotta you gotta check out who the partners are. So, who? What time are they teeing off? By the way, tell me what time they're teeing off. All right, give me a second. One oh seven. Give me a second. I'm getting there. Well, they they don't have them at 107. I'm not seeing that, my friend. I see a 1257, a 110. Well, golf.com is just awful then. Well, yeah, I go to the PGA Tours website, you know, the one that I trust, (laughs) the one that puts on this shit. The... Uh, see, like Terrell Hatton's with Danny Willett. Like I've got Victor. I'm, I'll just tell you, I got Victor Hovland and Chris Ventura. They're college roommates, both Norwegian, both Norwegian. Ugh, spit that shit out. There They're both go. Norwegian. They both went to Oklahoma State. So you know what? Perfect time, man. They've been together. Uh, Xander Shawfle is with Patrick Cantlay, by the way. So Sergio must be with Colin Morikawa. Okay, so I'm going with Morikawa. Maybe. That's what you got to check into. You got to make sure they're together, my friend. But yeah, so I've I've got the two guys that went to uh, college together, roommates. I think uh, I think I'm going to be in good shape here, and they tee off at eight eighteen on tee number one with Graham McDowell and Matt Wallace. And uh, Morikawa is uh, teaming up with Matthew Wolf this weekend. I'm done with them. I don't even care anymore. I don't even know where Parrot's getting his shit. Are you in last week's tournament, Parrot? <laughs> or next week's? Dude, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, poor Parrot. You said, okay, so you said Colin Morikawa is with? Uh, Matt Wolf. Well, here, Parrot, let me move this over so you can see this. Can you see my screen still, Parrot? Uh, no, I got to pull it up. So you can see how guys are together. Like Kevin Tway, Kelly Kraft, Jason Duffner, Dominic Pizzelli. I think I, I got it now. I, I found it. I I don't know what I don't know what it did to me, dude. I was just on some crazy, stupid website, I guess. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Mark Morikawa and um, Wolf. What time are they teeing off? Do we know? It was. I just. Oh shit! I just looked at it. Uh, 1244. Yep, here we are, right where I need to be. Colin Morikawa, Matthew Wolf. So, gonna use Morikawa now, my friend. Colin Morikawa and Matthew Wolf, not Brandon. I was looking at Brandon's name. W. O-L-F-F. So, should be interesting. We might get separated. Right, right, right. They're in the Innisbrook Resort, Copperhead. Um, I don't know who won this tournament last year. Do we know who won this tournament last year? This is where we need Bear. Bear is the uh, the man around here. 
I don't know shit about this tournament. Yeah, me either. I didn't. I didn't know they actually did something like this on tour. I did know that, but I don't know who won last year. I don't even know how they pair him up. I know nothing about this. This is why I miss Bear. He knows all this weird, crazy shit with golf. Well, they didn't play it last year, I don't think. Why not? They couldn't be together. Hey, can you tell me just on a whim who's first in the FedEx Cup standings? Probably. I have that- no idea. I have no idea. My best guess would probably be... It is DeChambeau right now. It is. Driving distance is first. 321 yard average. 57% though, like accuracy rating. Not good. (laughs) Damn, dude. 321 yards. Could you fucking imagine that? I wish. Wish, man. Even old ass Stuart Sink, 306. Dude, I see. I'll let you know. It's like softball, man. The technology. The technology is letting everybody hit long. That's absolutely nuts. Even my ass is out there bombing drives. If I if I can fucking hit normal. Parrot will tell you. Parrot if Parrot like got the right driver and could like full swing like I've been trying to do lately, this motherfucker would be hitting, you know, like Bryson. <laughs> If he could connect. I'm not a good driver. I just got to figure out the swing a little bit more. I'm starting to come around. Yeah. And then once you're comfortable and able to do it, like, quick, like I'm starting to be – you knew I always had a slow back swing and just a follow through. And now I'm, like, when I am get comfortable and loosened up, fast back, fast forward, and I can be accurate most of the time. And if, even if I mess up a little bit, it doesn't go horribly right. It, like, fades off to the side. But, uh, yeah, man, once you get that figured out and you're able to freaking bomb, you're going to be freaking bombing shit. So when they played this in 2019, John Rahm and Ryan Palmer won. Hmm. Sergio Garcia and Tommy Fleetwood came in second. Do we know how it works? No. I have no idea. Bear was saying something like they do alternate shot two days and then they play like best ball two days. Best ball would be fun if you're a pro. My God. They better be like 50 under. The winning score was 26 under two years ago. Damn. Hmm. I still crack up when I see uh, Tony Finau. I thought that motherfucker was like 50 years old. He's like 32. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like he's been around forever. Right. Uh, here, I'll give you my pick, man. This pick, I don't know how nobody picked up on this at all. I'm sure somebody probably has, and it probably flagged a whole bunch of, uh, you know, a bunch of FTC and and, and censorship flags. But uh, I'm going to go with the immortal team. And, I man, it'd be dope if I could have caddied for him this weekend or something. And because I can only imagine what the back of that guy's uh, vest is going to look like. So, uh, but I'm going to go with a uh, team home Gooch. <laughs> <laughs> so is that, is that what you're switching to now? That's what I was going to have. You put it in the wrong box. Oh, I, oh yeah, I did put it in the wrong one. <laughs> so you're going to go home Gooch. <laughs> home Gooch. 
That's my team. Team Homa Max Gooch. Homa and Taylor Gooch. Nah, Homa Gooch. Homa Gooch. I guarantee you it won't look like that on TV, though. I guarantee it. It'll be Gooch and Homa. Uh huh. But oh man, if oh, oh, I'm hey. telling you, hey Cody, can you hold my Gooch? I'm saying, you hold my Gooch. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this episode is just going to be called that, Homa Gooch. Homa Gooch. Hey, hey, you know. Oh man. Oh, that's good stuff. All right. So, oh my gooch, y'all. One thing. Oh my gooch. <laughs> All right. Let's go to. <laughs> God damn, man. Uh, so, NAS- NASCAR, come along with the ride. You're welcome, America. World. Hey, Amen. What Rick- we need in these, tri- these trying times, man, with an egg. Hey, your boy Ricky Outhouse kind of helped you out last week. The uh, he finished seventeenth. I had the best finish with Brad at fourteenth. We had a rough week. Newman was thirtieth, and Eric Jones was nineteenth. Uh, Denny Hamlin, Denny Hamlin again, two weeks in a row led most of the race and got beat. Alex Bowman surged on him at the end. Uh, had a better car, won the race. So Alex Bowman is the third of four Hendrick Motorsports drivers into the chase for the championship. And uh, it's it's crazy that the last guy to get a win for Hendrick Motorsports this year is going to be Chase Elliott. We know he'll probably win. There's like 87 more courses to go uh, in, 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 the, in terms of the road courses. So looking forward to that. And then uh, Robbie in the lobby just sent me this, by the way, so you all can see it. You can see what he's wearing. Yeah. He's got the seatbelt on. Good boy. He's got his uh, his hoodie that, that – uh, Mr. Cody Bryant doesn't have yet. Hey, man, I'll have it just in time for fourth winter. Yeah, I, I know. I'm going to have to reorder you one. <laughs> I think because I'm going to see uh, I'm gonna see Brad this weekend, and he's the one that won the basketball pool. I might just give him that extra large and <laughs> order you a new one. Because <laughs> by the time, yeah, you'll have it for a construction winter. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Once we get to that. So we're going to have a good time. All right, so with NASCAR this week, they're at Talladega. Talladega is a freaking crapshoot, as we all know. You never know what's going to happen. It's going to be interesting. There's just always something crazy. Unexpected guys win this race all the time. It is a super speedway in Talladega, Alabama. And, uh, you know, one of these days, I hope that we uh, go down there to watch a race because that would be another fun one to go watch. I know Cody Bryant's in, right? Yeah, why not? Dude, I was I want to go to Bristol. Bristol's fun. I just want to see a short course race in person. Dude, it's, why it's not, wild. man? I'll go. You never know. They might try to cater to me. I'm I'm the new uh I'm the new demo they're trying to reach. I might mess around and be able to get us a five star treatment out there. Cody, you, you just might you know what'll be you know what'll be even better? If I want you to like fuck with people. And just oh, like no. so, people think you're forgiven, and just wear all the Kyle Larson gear that you can find. Oh no! <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love Kyle Larson, though. Maybe I'll wear some Kyle oh. Larson gear and walk with you the whole time. Oh, yeah. Like, oh man. See, and no, it, you know, it'll be fine until there'll be that that one guy, that dumb, one say, idiot oh, that'll say something. 
Yeah. It's like, oh, see, I knew, I knew he could say it because you said two with him. Oh, no, no, no. I'd be like, no. oh, no, no, no. I, I ain't with him. I just support his racing. Yeah, no. And That's he got how his, this works. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> That's 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 how it would be too. So at Talladega last year uh, in the fall, Denny Hamlin won the race. Two races before that, though, Blaney won them. Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott before that, Al Marola before that, and Joey Logano, Kozlowski, Stenhouse. A lot of different winners here. Anybody can win this race. Kyle Busch has won this race. Tony Stewart, Jamie Mack, um, Clint Boyer, David Reagan. All these guys have won this race. Dale Earnhardt Jr., Dale Earnhardt, of course, when he was racing, RIP. And, uh, you know, it, it it could happen. It could happen to you, Cody Bryant. You could win this race. So this week, uh, looks like Bear, or no, I'm leading NASCAR. So I've got Ryan Priest. He has the best, now knock on wood, this means I'm going to jinx him. He has the best average finish here of current drivers. Granted, he's only raced here four times, but still has the best average finish, which is like 11th. So give me Ryan Priest. Bear has Corey LaJoy. Dub has Ricky Outhouse Jr. And uh, looks like, Perry, who are you taking, man? I'm going to go with the big old Will, William Byron this week, and hopefully he can get me at least a top 15. Yeah, that'd be good, man. You need one. Uh, you need a top 10. You haven't had a top 10 in a while. Yeah, I'm not getting as lucky as last year in NASCAR. I'm actually trying this year. Yeah, no shit. What about you, Cody Bryant? We got any, uh, we've uh, had the last several picks. We've had Ricky Outhouse, Brad Dad, Booty Daddy, Big Bubba Wallace, Killer Kirk Bush, Easy Eric Jones, Dirty Benedetto, Cole Custer, Slick Billy Byron, Eric Almarola. I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney Stone, man. Ryan Blaney Stone. <laughs> Ryan Blaney Stone. All right. So there you have it. Check out Talladega this weekend. All right, Parrot. What's been uh, – so I haven't watched much basketball. I just saw like a crazy – I don't want to say a crazy stat, but what? Um, Russell Westbrook's only 11 triple doubles away from passing Oscar Robertson for most of all time. It's kind of crazy. Dude's a triple-double machine. Washington still sucks, but he is a triple-double machine. What do you think about that, Cody? Think it means anything? eh, It just shows you how great of a player Russell Westbrook is and kind of makes you wonder what the hell happened to Bradley Beal. Where'd he go? He still play there? (laughs) I know, right? That's what it makes you wonder. Like, does he still play there or not? And then, you know, like, unfortunately, in Russ's, um, you know, like, this doesn't do well for people that uh, defended Kevin Durant when he left Oklahoma City, when they were saying that Russ kind of made him, you know, kind of held him back in some ways. I didn't. So... I mean, I don't know. I mean, it just it sucks because Russell Westbrook's a great player, and you know he makes his teams better. He's just not. 
I, I don't know. It's just hard. Like you, he wants to score. You know, he's he's like Allen Iverson almost without like the shooting. Valid point. What do you think of um? What do you think of this whole playing thing they're doing with the NBA? Both of you, like Parrot, I'll start with you. You know, you, one through six is guaranteed in the playoffs, and then seven plays ten, eight plays nine to get the last two seeds. Honestly. I'm, I'm, I don't hate it. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. I think it's nice because it gives, you know, say uh, for like say right now, Indiana and Chicago are nine and 10 in the East. If they hit their stride at the end of the season and they're playing good basketball, they deserve this. They deserve a shot. Right. Right. And if I they agree. continue that hot streak into the postseason, good for them. Let it ride, you know? Um, whereas so, say someone gets hurt on Miami and they go to play Chicago and Chicago's fully healthy and they're playing good basketball, they go and beat Miami and they earn that spot in the playoffs. So I, it's, I, I like, it's not giving it to them, but it, it's just another, it gives more teams a chance that necessarily, you know, could have injuries to start the year or suspensions, whatever it may be. gives them a shot at the end of the year to still get back into it and give them a shot. It'll be good. You know, and Perry, you, you kind of cut out a little bit there, but we call you Cody and I both yeah. looked up and we yeah. were like, okay, he's back. But uh, I, I get what you're saying. And what do you think, Cody? No, I like it. I mean, I don't know. Why not? Let's try it, man. And is it just one try game? something different. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember. Uh, let me double check. So I want to say it's one game, but I don't remember offhand. That's how, how they see. should do it. If they're going to do it, it should be one game. I don't think they should do a series. Two consecutive but, games. Uh, All right, so it'll determine. It determines the seventh and eighth seed, and. Let's see. Conclusion. All right. So nine, ten game. So it's a seven, eight, and a nine, ten. And the winner. Well, so, uh, but seven, seven plays game, ten, right? Seven plays eight, and nine plays ten. Really? And the winner, yeah. And the winner of each of those games. Let me see. Let's see. It says. Seventh plays eight, and the winner of that game will become the seventh seed. Uh, I got nine, you. Yeah, nine plays ten. And then and the winner the of that will play the eight. eight. That'll be eight, yeah. Oh, the winner of that will be eight. Yeah, yeah. that'll be the That's eight. That's weird. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. It's weird, but I think it's kind of cool. Like, why not try it? You know? But, like, I mean, I what, know. But, but why wouldn't seven play ten and eight play nine? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it, especially when when you get to, especially in each conference, when you get towards, you know, seven through 10, the difference in, you know, winning percentages and, you know, games behind, you know, they're almost Only razor games. Teams. Yeah. Right. So that'll I mean, be I wild, though. It. That'll be yeah. wild because. Like the Wizards, for example, yeah, they're winning now. They're actually they've won five in a row. So they were nineteen and thirty-three. Now they're twenty-four and thirty-three. 
they're they're tied for 10th essentially at this point with Chicago. So all they got to do is win some games, continue this winning streak, and they'll be at 10. And then if you go in hot at 10, you could easily win against the nine, which right now would right. be the Pacers. Yeah. Man, that's wild. As a Celtics fan, they need to start winning. <laughs> like, hey, but look I'm at my surprise at team, man. Look at my surprise team. I was a year off. Like I said, I was like, I think I'm a year off. They got some building blocks around them. The Atlanta Hawks, man, they are in fourth in the East. Told you they're going to be a surprise team. Yeah, Jeremy's freaking jazz the best record in the league. Yeah, but look, the Suns, man, they're only a game and a half behind them. Yeah, I know. it's also the East, and then there's also uh, – Right, but you gotta think too. As, yeah, but you gotta think the teams that outside of the ones that we knew were gonna be good going into the season, no matter what, kind of better teams in the league right now. Um, you know, they were the ones that didn't make the bubble, and if they didn't make the bubble, they didn't last long in the bubble. So, and we just had we just finished the season. You know, you just finished one season, you had maybe three weeks off, and you're right back into a new season. Right. So, at least right now, at this point in time, those teams that didn't make the playoffs or didn't have a long playoff run, you know, they're actually, you know, are somewhat rested. No, I'm with you, man. They, uh, they're rested. Sorry. The Suns are there, too, man. Remember they went 8-0 in the bubble and just missed it? Yeah, right, and they just missed it. But, I mean, the Suns are turning a corner, though, man. Like, the Suns. Oh, they got Chris Paul, and that the changed Suns everything. The Suns are going to be making some noise, man, for, for the next few years, I think. At least for as long as, uh, yeah, as long as Chris Paul still plays. Oh, dude, that's all they needed. They needed that because they got, dude, they got a young core, man, with Devin, Devin uh, Booker and DeAndre Ayton. I mean, they they had that and Chris Paul, you just needed a point, man. You needed a guy that could yeah. lead, lead the charge, man. And they got it. And he's one of those yeah. guys. I do want to see, get a ring. that doesn't have a ring. Oh no, He'd be low blowing cats too much for my liking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd be cool to see him win one, but you know, he's, I don't know. Somebody at least get the low blow him on the podium. That's, that's about and then everything will be square. But you can't deny, you know, Chris Paul as, like, I, I don't know. I mean, they changed the, the, the MVP conversation gets changed at least twice a week, especially at this point in the season. So, I mean, you, you couldn't, you know, it'd be hard-pressed to not say Chris Paul is MVP. I mean, look what he, he does. Is? I don't see why not. I mean, look what he does everywhere he goes, man. Everywhere he goes, he gets to the playoffs. You know, he had New Orleans in the playoffs before Anthony Davis got there. Um, you know, he was in the playoffs with Houston, took Oklahoma City to the playoffs, you know, with a hurt Russ. So, I, I mean, I don't see why not. And then without Russ, took him to the playoffs. And look what he's doing right now with them in Phoenix, man. I, I mean, he's, I doing, we need to, he's doing good shit. Yeah, I mean, we need to give Chris Paul his flowers, and they give him his flowers now before it's too late. He ain't getting any flowers. He's one of the best point guards, man. man he's like, dude, he's a top ten point guard, man, ever. 
I don't know about top five yet, but I mean, he's up there. I'd say six or seven. What's Parrot think? Dude, I don't even know. <laughs> Dude, Zoom, I can tell you right now, Zoom hates me. I got all this shit going on, and Zoom's like, fuck you. <laughs> like, I, I can see all like you guys. You, Am uh, I moving on your screen? No, not at all. Like, video-wise, it doesn't like you. Yeah, I, we can yeah, go. Yeah, it, I, I, What's that? You're a black screen to me. Why you oh, gotta be a black screen? You can't just be a blank screen. Absent <laughs> without pictures. But you gotta be a black screen today, huh? Sorry, Cody. Well, give him a parrot. Give him a rundown of the standings, though. What's up? All right. So in the NBA, like we said, we got um, we got. The Jazz leading the league in total. Um, but in the East, Philly, Philly's one, Brooklyn two, Milwaukee three, Atlanta four, Knicks five, Boston six, Miami seven, Charlotte eight, Indiana nine, Chicago ten. But back to the West, Utah one, Phoenix two, the Clippers three, the Nuggets four, the Lakers five, the Blazers six. Um, the Mavericks sitting at seven, the Grizzlies at eight, the Warriors at nine, with the Spurs rounding it out at ten. Okay. So I made it back, but uh, Zoom. You never left. Yeah, no, Zoom hates me, though. I don't know why it hates me. This It's been doing this with this computer because I got everything. Like, I'm streaming. Nothing's going wrong there. And uh, I've got all these websites open. Nothing's telling me anything bad. I'm like, okay, Zoom's just like, fuck you, man. <laughs> like, I know Davis is coming back tonight, too. Who is? Anthony yeah, Davis. Anthony Davis comes back. He's been out for like over two months. Has it been two months? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. It's I didn't realize it's been. And LeBron's oh, been, about, been out just as long. And they're still he's fit. On a, yep. And he's on a minutes restriction. So they're going to limit them to about 15 minutes, which is something Francis. they should have been done, should have been doing with his frail ass anyway. Yeah. It, you know, it is what it is. Did you see that, Gary? What's up, bud? Um, Usman. Um, Francis Ligano is going to be in Usman's corner for the fight. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, because Usman was in his corner. Yep. Yep. No, that's good. It'll be good, and we're, we're going to talk about that here in a bit. But uh, in NHL, just to give some quick updates on NHL, um, first off, as a Penguins fan, they were up 6-0 to zero going into the third period last night and won 7-6. to six. So You're not Red Wings. What's that? They were down. They were up 6 to nothing and lost. No, they won. They won 7-6, to six, but, but okay. they were up 6 nothing going into the third. How fucked is that? Thought you were talking about the Red Wings at first. Oh no, dude, they were doing all right, and then they lost the last three, but they were doing better. I mean, they're they're ten ten and four at home, which is pretty good uh, for yeah, them. But they just suck is, is the They're so young right now too, and you know they're they they still got probably three four years before they're, in my opinion, going to be competing again. Well, how many games did they say they're playing this year for hockey? 
I don't know. They've played. They played forty six games. Yeah. Well, Detroit's played forty eight. So there's got to be like maybe sixty. Maybe they're only playing like sixty games. I think it's only it's a it's a shorter season. I know that. It's not the normal eighty-two. Go NHL. Um, it says fifty-six games. Okay, so they got fifty-six. I knew, I knew it wasn't many. So there's started 10, on January thirteenth. And they're they're looking at October twelfth for next year to start. It started October thirteenth. You said no, January thirteenth, twenty-one. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> They're looking at starting in October this coming year, so that'll be interesting. But um, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting because you're gonna have Central, East, Northwest, top four from each. So right now, um, Nash. So you got Carolina, Florida, Florida Panthers. Man, that's awesome to see them up there. Tampa and Nashville, and then Dallas is just a point behind Nashville, and uh, Chicago is four behind. So not bad uh, in the East. You've got the Capitals, Islanders, Penguins, Bruins, uh, the top four kind of running away with it and kind of to be expected there. I mean, the Flyers, it's kind of surprising that they're they're way behind. They're probably going to fall out. And, uh, you know, the Penguins have been pretty doing pretty well lately. But Capitals, Islanders, Penguins, Bruins, I mean, those four there is not surprising. Uh, the Flyers, you know, it could have been them too. I mean, that's a tough division there. In the north, which is all the Canadian teams, you got Toronto, Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Calgary are the top four. And they are – and Montreal is six points ahead of Calgary, and they've played two less games. So uh, – and then Vancouver's actually played four less games. So if they won all four, they'd be tied with the Canadians right now. So we don't know what's going to happen. That's just kind of crazy. Look at them. Vancouver's played 39 games, but Ottawa's played 46. That's nuts. That's crazy. Must have had a lot of COVID shit going on. Somebody did. There were a couple of teams in NHL that had really bad COVID issues. That's what I thought. Um, I can't remember who offhand. Well, they, they had to have been one. Vancouver. That, that's yeah. That's the only team in the league that hasn't played forty games yet. Yeah. I know they were one of them. I think the they're the only team that hasn't played what forty three games. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, the Kings have played 43, the Blues have played 43, the Colorado's played 43, Montreal. Yeah, and speaking out west, um, since you mentioned uh, Colorado, that was my pick. Uh, Vegas is in first out there, and Colorado's just two points behind, one win. Uh, Minnesota and Arizona, your top four. So it's looking pretty good. If we go back to just kind of take a glance at – I'm going to back this out and look at our NHL standings and – um, you know, we'll be able to see and talk about kind of what we had as a, as a podcast. I know that I, I believe we had Perry. Did you take Vegas again this year? I can't remember. I thought so. Yeah. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to figure that out. We'll take a gander at that. Look at that small little women's championship. Doesn't that look so small. Cody, why they, why does it got to be so tiny? Because, you know, women are supposedly tiny. Uh, but you can't tell the difference in, in AEW because everybody tiny. You know what I realized we never did? 
This is quite funny. We never made our MLB championship picks. Ooh. Eh, we got time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a preview at midseason. Um, yeah, I mean, season don't start until June anyway. And then what they always say, season starts after 4th of July. So, uh, let's see. I, you're right. So, Bear had the Flyers over the Maple Leafs. The Flyers aren't going to make the playoffs. Flyers over the Maple Leafs. Maple Leafs should make it. Yeah, they're first. Uh, Dub had the Avalanche over the Flyers, so obviously the Avs, he's got them. Cody, you had the Avs over the Lightning. You and me both did. Uh, how many games did you have that in, though? I think six. So yeah, four to two. You you and I both did. So if it comes down to Avs-Lightning, we're going to have to get <laughs> – we're going to have another tiebreaker. We're going to have to get the score of the final game. Um, or we'll just be co-champions. <laughs> the uh, Parrot had the, the Golden Knights beating the Flyers. Everybody had the Flyers. Uh, Nick had the Avalanche beating the Capitals. Boston is his surprise team. Um, I had the Wings as a surprise team. So did Parrot, you know, doing better. Blue Jackets is a surprise team for Cody. Edmonton for – for dub uh you know they're gonna make it panthers were a surprise team for bear i mean they're right there 30 and 12 man it's a good call and west had the capitals over the lightning blues is the uh other pick and all of us had the lakers as our championship pick yeah i still don't see that changing yeah i don't either except i had lakers over celtics i don't think that's gonna happen no, well, not with Jason Tatum uh, needing an inhaler before every game, no. Oh, I know. So it is rough. All right. Um, MLB, we're not even going to go into that yet. It is what it is. There's been two no-hitters already, though, which is crazy. Season hasn't started yet. I know, and there's already been two no-hitters. The, uh, yeah, but uh, it's only because the game is so different now. Now you got guys that would have never thrown a no-hitter throwing no-hitters now. I mean, because now it's just basically it's hit a home run or strike out. Like, that's the the going mantra right now in MLB. Like, there's no, you know, nobody's hitting for average and hitting for power anymore, you know, or everybody's trying to hit for power. You know, that's, that's the new thing. Like, the nerds have kind of taken away some of the, the art in baseball to where, you know, guys, a team could put on a defensive shift for somebody and the bat, you know, the guy in the batter's box is standing there confused as if, you know, it's like, oh, shit, what do I do now? You know, what? and it's just, how about you just hit the opposite way? What do you do? On a defensive shift? Yeah, man. <laughs> hit the other way. <laughs> they don't do that. They're just trying to hit home runs, though. But I know, and that's the problem. You know, you got guys that won't hit the other way. And, you know, then they want to get mad because, you know, the team shifted on them. I remember, who was it? Uh, was it Anthony Rizzo? I remember he was upset because they started shifting on him. And it's like, well, shit, dude, why don't you just hit the other way? You know, it's kind of an easy way to fix that, but – Right now, none of the Cubs are hitting right now, so they they look awful. None of the Cubs like to hit. 
joke there, but he doesn't play for them anymore. Who? Chapman. Aw. <laughs> Aw, that's so... That's 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 bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. You, you want to go into that, uh, Dr. Jinx? Give us... I was going to... Well, before I let you lead into the NFL, uh, the rule changes, I found a thing and I cracked up I was like, they will appreciate this fun little thing. So you think your team is two things. You think your team's got it tough. The 2010 Chargers had the first-ranked offense and first-ranked defense and still didn't make the playoffs. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's messed up. And then the other thing was that I cracked up. 1980, Lester Hayes led the NFL with 13 interceptions. The next season, the NFL banned Stick'em. You see his hands? Oh, man. Come on, Lester. <laughs> Come on. Uh, but, yeah, man, go into those rule changes. What we got? Yeah, dude, uh, look at the NFL trying to kind of modernize themselves in a way. Um, They're allowing cell phones on the field? Uh, not yet. They won't get that <laughs> fun ever again, but <laughs> – um, they're looking to eliminate overtime in the preseason, which, I mean, who cares? Uh, I, I don't think there's anybody that really watches preseason football unless you're that big of a degenerate. Um, Degeneration X. Uh, let's see. They're going to amend Rule 5, Section 1, Article 2, which means, which is basically your jersey numbers. So now under this new rule, um, the players, they can wear, like DBs can wear numbers from 1 to 49. Uh, running backs, fullbacks, tight ends, halfbacks, wide receivers, they can get numbers 1 to 49 and numbers 80 to 89. Uh, old linemen can wear numbers 50 to 79. And defensive linemen can wear numbers from 50 to 79 and 90 to 99. And linebackers can go one to fifty nine and ninety to ninety nine. So, which would be kind of cool, you know. You probably see certain guys with you know single digits, or um, you know, I mean, who, who knows what numbers you might come up with? Might be a couple more sixty nines out there on the field. Huh. Yeah, dude. Um, and then now they're going to allow a maximum a number of nine players in the setup zone for an onside kick. So now for an onside kick, the kicking team can put up to nine guys on uh, on, on the side that they're kicking to. Yeah, hell on yeah, one side. So it'll give the kicking team more of a chance to recover. Yeah, because they said it's a kick. one-year experiment, right? Yeah, yeah. Most of these are like one-year experiments. So, I mean, why not, man? Let's see what happens. Somebody's going to get crushed, though. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're going to oh, get destroyed. God. Yes. Oh, it's going to be so bad. But I'm here for it. See, I like – see, Philadelphia proposed teams be given an option to gain 15 yards on one offensive play from their own 25-yard line. I like that rule, too. But I say, yeah. you know, something like that. But make it even harder. you got to make it like 25 yards, you know. 15 is a little too short. Dude, 15 is hard enough. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, it's – I think 25 or 20 would be a little more interesting. 
I don't think that one made it this year, did it? No, no, nope, it didn't. It. That's what the Eagles yeah, proposed, though. Have. I like the proposal. Right. Well, it wouldn't have mattered if I don't know why the Eagles proposed it. They got that moron of a head coach that you see he wanted to play rock paper scissors with draft prospects. Stop. I'm dead serious. He wanted to play rock paper scissors with draft prospects prospects to see their uh, competitiveness. Because, you know, nothing says a competitor like rock, paper, scissors. Or Rochambeau, depending on where you were raised. So, did you see that? The uh, the owners rejected the robust proposal for a full-time Sky Judge. Yeah. <laughs> including one from the Ravens that would have created a booth umpire. Instead, the owners took the more modest step of giving the existing replay officials, who are already in the uh, press box of each stadium, the authority to consult with referees on certain specific objective aspects of a play when clear and obvious video evidence is present. Oh, nice. Which will help the instant replay, but I don't know. They've gotten actually, they've gotten a lot better with instant replay in the last few years too, though. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Did you see? Uh... And they, uh... <laughs> I would say they eliminated the uh, – <clears throat> what is it? The, how the quarterback can, you know, if the ball gets tipped behind the line of scrimmage, how they could uh, – if it gets batted back to the quarterback, how they can catch it and then throw it again, like and make another forward pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to be able to do that anymore this year. Yeah, it would be a loss of down, right? Yeah, yeah, loss of down. If you do it. Yeah. So, eh, which is stupid. Which would I don't know. I don't like that. I mean, it would have made you know how many trick plays, like cool trick plays we could have had. Yeah. But I don't well, I don't know. I can't even I can't even tell that lie. Like how many <laughs> I mean if we really think about it, how many innovations really are there in the NFL when it comes to offense? When you have like the same guys getting recycled over and over again. Yeah, there's not many. Yeah. Because, I mean, you see what happened with Sean McVay. Like, you know, the one successful season he has, and then basically anybody that was associated with him ends up with a freaking job. Yep. That's how it works. Yeah. Meanwhile, Eric Bieniemy has been doing it for, you know, multiple years, just like – What's his face? Uh, what was that that just got fired? Uh, Adam uh, Gase? Uh, no, just got fired in uh, Philly. Oh, um, Doug Peterson? Peterson, yeah. You know, but Eric enemy does it, and then they put it all on Andy Reid. So, yeah, funny how that works. The um... – <laughs> Okay, so fun fun rule changes, but we got to cover we got to cover some. Uh, what UFC are we on? Two sixty two. Is that what we're on this week? I want to say that's what it is. Or two sixty one. Two sixty two is Olivier and Chandler. Yeah, we're on sixty one. Two sixty one. All right, so let's just let's just run through that card real quick. Um, there's what. Two title fights, or is there three now? I think there's only two now, right? 
Three. Uh, straw weight. The women's straw weight, women flyweight, and then welterweight. Oh, Zhang and uh, Nama Junis. Yeah. Zhang, man, she's a fucking bad woman. Right? But, I mean, Thug Rose ain't no chump neither, though. That no. could be, dude, that might be. <laughs> quiet as it's kept, that might be the best fight of the night. Oh, yeah. Like, that, that might be fight of the night, but I'm not even... Yeah, the co-main. Oh hell yeah, dude. Yeah, you know Valentin Valentina is probably going to beat uh, Andrade. I mean, that's right. I, you know, it, it's it's a pretty solid card, though. I mean, you look down even to the prelims, not bad. Carl Roberson right. and Brandon Allen, uh, Dwight Grant, Randy Brown, Oliveira, uh, but Anthony Smith. Is fighting Uriah Hall is fighting Weidman. That'll be a fun one. I didn't even know Weidman was still in the game. Yeah, I didn't either. Uriah Hall, he just he just lost recently, didn't he? Or did he win? No, he beat Anderson. He beat Anderson in uh, on Halloween. That was his last fight. Damn, Halloween. I remember watching that. Well, I mean, Uriah Hall ain't necessarily a spring chicken either. No. So, dude, check this out, though. Him and Weidman fought. He lost to Weidman by TKO punches in 2010 in Ring of Combat. Oh, boy. And they still out here throwing hands. Yeah, Weidman last fought in August of last year. But then before that, he lost five of six fights. He won 13 in a row and then lost – Five of six after that. It's like, what the fuck happened? Dude, yeah. How does he still have a contract? Right. And the other dude. Oh, he moved up. He fights, moved up man. to light heavyweight. That's why. And then, so he moved up there play, to fight Reyes. Got beat by knockout in the first round. And then <laughs> moved back to <laughs> middleweight. And then uh, he won by decision, unanimous. So this should be Uriah mm-hmm. Hall. This should be a Uriah Hall fight. Yeah. Should be. I don't know. What do you think, Parrot? I, I would go with your eye hall. I think Valentin, Valentina uh, Svechenko is going to beat uh, Jessica Andrade. I think that's. I think that's going to happen. What do you think? Who else is fighting now? Who's Who's the light heavyweight fight? Anthony Smith. Who's he fighting? Anthony Smith. Uh, Jimmy Crute. Is it Crute? Crutey. I think it's Crute. I think you're right. Crute. I don't know. I apologize, Jimmy. I don't want no smoke. Jimmy Crute. <laughs> I don't want no smoke, man. You don't want no I, smoke. I don't want no smoke. I got asthma. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, man. What do you what do you think? Anthony Smith, Jimmy Crute. I'm gonna take Jimmy, man. Seeing... Hey, he's twelve and one right now. You know what? I'm picking him just so he don't find me. Dude, I'm picking but check this win. out, man. He, last two fights, he's won in the first round. Knockout and submission. Fight before that, he lost via submission. He lost to a Peruvian necktie. You know what? I don't even know what that is, but if I get put in one, I probably end up losing too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't blame him if he lost, if that's what he lost to. You but know, look, like at, just, just, go, just go look up Jimmy Crute. Jimmy the Brute Crute. Yeah, it's got to be Crute. 
If his name's Jimmy the Brute. Jimmy the Brute. <laughs> yeah, man. Nobody calls themselves a brute anymore. Yeah, Jimmy the Brute, man. Look at him. He looks like he's about 50. He's 25. So give me Jimmy the Brute. And uh, you got Anthony the Lionheart Smith. So who y'all taking? Like, yeah, he looks like angry dad, dude. He looks like friggin' he looks like angry sad dad. For real. Right. Like he looks like, you know, fresh divorced dad found out the ex-wife got a new boyfriend and, and the new boyfriend is like somebody he remotely knows. Right. Um, so, <laughs> who who are you taking? Jimmy Jimmy Brute? Jimmy the Brute yeah, Brute? No, I'm 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 going with Jimmy the Brute. Yeah, same here. What about you, Parrot? God damn it, Parrot. <laughs> <laughs> like, he got that. I'm telling you, man, he, his face has that, like, mad dad energy to where, like, he goes to the soccer games and, and you know, he got to be there because the kids are playing, the next wife shows up, and then the boyfriend pull up, too. Hell yeah. And he got to watch all that shit from the other side of the friggin' other side of the pitch. Oh. Oh. What parrots over there hacking along? What are you wearing? Fucking right. smarties on your head, dude. Your computer's shaking. <laughs> <laughs> Look like you're wearing a smarty fucking blanket on your head. Oh no, it's my mask. The fuck you wearing it on your head? I just you got beads took- on it. Yeah, that's what I thought. It looks like beads. Is he got one of those? You remember those like rugs that felt like beads? <laughs> oh, it's numbers. Okay, it did oh, look I like that with the beads though. <laughs> yeah, man, I thought it was one of those. Uh, remember the things that you would drape over the? Uh, remember the wooden bead things your yes. granddad would have yes. over his driver's seat? <laughs> oh God damn. Well, who you got, Parrot? Jimmy Brood or uh, Anthony Hall or Anthony Hall? Anthony Smith. Well, for all the listeners out there, for the third time, give me Jeremy Hall. Who's Jeremy Hall? Or whatever, dude. I, I told you the answer. <laughs> I said Anthony I, Smith I, and Jimmy Brute Crute. <laughs> Who the hell? I said it three times. <laughs> dude, we didn't hear you. <laughs> I was like, you've been on mute. Yeah, Jeremy Hall. And then you started hacking and your fucking computer was shaking. <laughs> That's exactly what it looked like. <laughs> Couldn't tell if there was some bobbing and weaving going on over there or what. Yeah. I'm worried about I you. Went skiing. I went skiing a little bit ago. I just got back, so sorry for that. All right, so three of us for Jimmy the Brute. Uh, Uriah Hall or Chris Weidman? Parrot, what do you got? Give me Uriah Hall right there. Same here, man. Yeah, Uriah Hall. All right, Valentina Shevchenko and Jessica, Andra- and Jessica Andrade. For the women's flyweight championship, give me Andrade, dude. I just see oh, oh shoot! All right, um, I'm gonna go with uh, Shevchenko. Same man, Shevchenko. Shevchenko. No, like the only she has <laughs> two losses in the last eleven years, both to Amanda Nunez. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you're gonna lose to anybody, <laughs> and they were both they were both decisions. One was unanimous, and one was a split. So, yeah, like, she's the only one. Like, I mean, they people consistently say like she's the only one that could realistically, you know, beat Amanda Nunes, only because she hasn't got knocked out or submitted. Right, right. That's and that's exactly it. 
damn man all right so we've got that and uh what's that next what's that next fight what's this isn't there a women's strong yeah. thing white white yeah zang we yeah and who else who's she oh rose rose nama is it nama Juanas or nama junas probably nama who knows well All i'm right. just gonna say this uh you know, I don't want no smoke with her neither, so I'm just gonna call her Thug Rose like everybody else does. Yeah, well, so she ain't she... women. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thug Rose about to get beat the fuck up. Yeah, dude, because this girl, Meng, she her only loss is her first fight. I mean, against Meng Bo. You know, in 2013. Yeah, that's it. And then she beat Andrade in 2019. TKO punches in the first 42 seconds in. Just whooped her ass. Knees and punches. Yeah, but, dude, that's the only way she's going to end up beating Rose, though. She knocks her out because she ain't giving up. Yeah, no, she ain't giving up. Like, it just depends on how long this fight goes, man. If If it gets... If it gets past the third round, man, I could see Rose winning that fight by decision. But, dude, it's just kind of hard to go against Zhang, man. Just Zhang's no joke, bro. Right. Uh, right. I mean, neither one of them are, but... I mean, the last fight that I remember offhand that, uh, that Rose... Like took personal was um, when she beat uh, she beat Andrade too. She whooped her ass yeah, too. Well, yeah. she lost to her and then she beat her. Right. She lost to a on a, a knockout. It says slam. Oh, she, she beat Joanna twice. Yeah. Oh, look, look at that. Uh, uh, inner circle all throwing their middle fingers up. Oh boy. Stone Cold Steve Austin would like to have a word with you, fellas. Who's the guy on the right with the curly hair? Who was that? Oh, boy. I got to look and see now. Huh. Oh, that's uh, uh, Ortiz. Or is that Santana? Oh, that's the actual tag. Yeah, that's uh, Santana and Ortiz on the outside. Oh, the actual tag team. Yeah, the actual tag team that should have been entered in a tag team tournament. But, you know, that would make too much sense. All right. Maine, Usman. And Jorge Masvidal, Kamara Usman and Jorge Masvidal, the Nigerian nightmare, the welterweight Woo! champion of the world, black belt in jiu- Brazilian jiu-jitsu, NCAA Division II wrestling. Like, the guy's no fucking joke, man. Yeah, he's no joke. He's a ground man, and he has one loss in his career, and that was back in 2013. Uh, he has not lost in UFC, and he's beat some of the best. Dos Woodley, Covington, Masvidal, Gilbert Burns. He fought Masvidal uh, to a decision. Right. He won unanimous decision. So he he goes the distance. He doesn't yeah. really like earlier in his career in, in Legacy, when he fought in Legacy, he would knock motherfuckers out. Right, then, which I don't understand why he didn't knock Masvidal out. I mean, Masvidal's got a nice chin, though, too. Oh, yeah, dude. He's like fucking Nate Diaz, man. He'll just take everything. Yeah. You fucking hit him right. with a brick. He'll still be there. Yeah, because yeah. there's no way. When they fought last, you know, uh, Masvidal took that fight on, what, a week's notice? 
Not yeah. even. Yeah. <laughs> and he went like, five. He had enough time. Yeah, he had enough time to pack a bag and fly out to Abu Dhabi. Yeah, dude. That's why, man. Don't be. Don't sleep on Masvidal. Right. I mean, he had time to prepare this time too. Remember, remember when uh, Masvidal? So you'll remember this, obviously. Uh, you know, he he fought Diaz before Usman, and he he went uh, three rounds and, and got the decision. But remember the fight before that, probably the best knockout in history against Ben Askren. Mm-hmm. Fucking flying knee, five seconds done. <laughs> that was that, the fucking best thing I've ever seen. That was the the equivalent of Tracy McGrady dunking on Shaw Bradley. Oh yeah, put him out the lead. Oh, yeah, he was gone. I mean, Ben Askren just got knocked out by what? Jake Paul? One of them, yeah. Yeah. The other one, Logan Paul's was it in Jake WWE. Logan? Logan's in WWE, right? Oh. Yeah, okay, so Jake You're is the one you got hot. Yeah, he got he for real got to keep your daughters from. He like yeah. him young. But, yeah, he got beat, man. He, and he got knocked out by fucking Jake Paul in one round. Think yeah. it was legit? Hell no. I mean, I know that Ben Askren's like a wrestler, and he was an Olympic wrestler. But yeah, it says I, the legitimacy just, of the match has been questioned by fans and fellow MMA fighters. Yeah. I just don't see, and, and as long as Ben Askren's been fighting in MMA, I just don't see him get knocked out by freaking Jake Paul within, you know, inside of three minutes. It just no, I just don't see it. Well, but he was a wrestler, money, you know, more than a boxer. Yeah, but you still have a chin, though. Oh yeah, I just don't. I I can't. I don't know. I can't see it. I mean, it's not like you're not getting your head knocked around on the mat, too. You know. Yeah, I mean, he, he was a Big Twelve championship, silver, silver, gold, gold in his four years in college. And then uh, Division One championships, silver, silver, gold, gold in the right. NCAA championships. That's just nuts. Yeah, so you can't tell me that somebody like Jake Paul can knock you out. Yeah, who knows how that is. Right. I, I seen he got paid more for that fight than he did for any other fight he did in the UFC. Really? So I'm, I'm yeah. sure he had no problem taking the L. Right. Okay. <laughs> I have a question that I actually need to know the answer to. Okay. Why, how come in boxing promotions have so much more money in the in the pay-per-views and in the promotion than in UFC. How come boxers get paid bank compared to UFC fighters? Like, well, there's I never went to box Mayweather or whatever. He, like, you know what I mean? He made so much mm-hmm. money for losing. But he kept it competitive for a little yeah, bit. No, I'm saying he kept it competitive, but I'm saying how... Oh, you're talking about the money? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why is there so much oh. more money in boxing? Well, for, first I mean, off, look at the arenas. Exactly. For, you know, I mean, the biggest, the, I mean, the largest arena that, I mean, essentially UFC is almost a niche product, you know. Is it niche, however you pronounce it? You know, there's only a small section of people that are going to watch a UFC fight. 
And, you know, I mean, boxing, I mean, boxing has been around forever. And, you know, people will line up to watch a boxing match. I mean, just even look at, I mean, look at all the Mayweather fights, dude. Like, people will come out of the woodwork to go to a freaking boxing match. And, you know, like they have it at, they have boxing matches at Caesar's Palace. Or what's the other one? Mandalay Bay. You know, like UFC is not filling those arenas. That makes sense. That you got to look at the you got to look at the cards too. The guys on the lower boxing card don't get paid shit. Like no, not really. No, not hardly. That's why Mayweather gets two hundred million. You know what I mean? Right. But people are coming to see Mayweather though. Right. And then. When was Mayweather's last boxing match, like actual legit boxing match? That was a legit boxing match. Well, uh, against like an actual boxer. Yeah, like when you before. Yeah, it had to have been Pacquiao or something. Pacquiao, yeah, I think Pacquiao, either Pacquiao or Canelo. And at the same time, like you know, like boxing is still an attraction. You know, for as for as brutal as some UFC knockouts are, you know, how often do we really get to see those on every card? You know, you could mess around. You could have a whole UFC card and not have, you know, one knockout. Yeah, and so boxing, there's still that one, you know, slim chance. So you had Andre Burlo. He beat him in 12. Okay. So and here's – yeah, and here's the thing, Parrot. If you look at that – um. You go back, you know, he, he, unanimous decision. Like it was always decision. Victor Ortiz, he knocked out. He had majority decision against uh, Madonna. What is it? Madonna, Marcos Madonna, and then Canelo Alvarez, he beat. Yeah. You know, he beat, dude. I mean, he's just no fucking joke. Like, and. And add on the fact that he's an asshole and people want to see him get beat up. And that, well, but and as you and I both know, as we've learned over time, that that's all a, a ruse, and he's selling it because he's actually one of the most charitable fucking human beings alive. No, still fuck that dude. No, I, I people hate his yeah, ass. No, no, no I just legit though. Like, no, fuck Floyd. He is non-reading ass. <laughs> you know, fuck that dude, man. He's you know Floyd's a woman beater, man, and, and, and there's receipts this is true. on that. So, well, yeah, so so is fucking Ray Rice and and uh, you know and was right. uh, that Rice, Kareem Hunt? Still, yeah, but they've also you know admitted you know their faults and have atoned you know for what they've done and they've tried to actually be better. Meanwhile, you know Floyd has you know denied it over and over again and then going and repeat the same damn thing. You know, like he's a habitual line stepper. You know, Ray Rice and Kareem Hunt, you know, they, you know, yeah, they admitted they were wrong, you know, had no business doing that. And I mean, right now, you know, Ray Rice is one of the biggest, um, uh, what do you want to like, uh, I don't know, he's like leading the cause, you know, like he's on the front lines, you know, of uh, like domestic violence and, and, you know, charitable, 
organizations like that in, you know, Baltimore area. So, you know, he's trying to make better. Right. I agree. So, um, yeah, and, and Mayweather hasn't fought in four years. That was four years ago when he fought McGregor. Hmm. McGregor had him there for a little bit, and then yeah, he just he, he gassed him. Dude, he didn't have him. He Man, he got a good couple McGregor of ain't knocking out no damn Floyd Mayweather. Hey, man. Let, if let Pacquiao him. could knock him out, he ain't knocking out Floyd. Hey, man. He, he, almost, hey, locked, he almost knocked out Floyd Joe Sinclair. He almost locked out, knocked out little F.J. Sinclair. So I'm going to call him. <laughs> you mean L.D.? That was a 12-round fight, right? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was either so, 12 or 10. It if it was like, say, like a six-round fight or an eight-round fight, do you think McGregor would have had a shot? No. So, no. No. He had no shot. I mean, for as terrible of a person as Floyd Mayweather is, he's that great of a boxer. And for as many times as Connor like hit him, that you know, like there were twice as many times where he did hit him and he was punching Floyd's arms. So, no. and I, I, yeah, makes sense. Just curious. Parrot said he's got a fun game for us. So he says $5 each, closest to the number without going over wins. How many total strikes will be landed in the Usman Masvidal fight? So you're just saying strikes overall, right? Yep. Total landed strikes. Landed. Well, Usman's going to throw, you know, double of what Masvidal throws. Tell you that. Uh, Dude, there's going to be, I wouldn't be surprised if there's at least, 120 strikes landed. Oh, there'll be more than that. I think it'll be At over least. double that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you got to think that's 60 a piece in each round. I just, I don't know. I mean, Usman's not one to really throw hands all like that. Yeah, but last time they fought, that's all he did. He threw more than twice as many strikes as he did, landed about three times as many. Yeah, but I think he also knew that Masvidal took that fight on sh- on like no preparation too. Yeah, so I true. mean he kind of he kind of went in there with you know he nec- you know kind of had nothing to lose really. I don't know. Fun little thought if you guys want to do it. I don't know. I mean, I think if UFC. Shit, dude, UFC has a chance to overtake boxing. I mean, there's no heavyweight. I mean, you got to think, dude, before UFC came around, man, boxing was the thing. Mm-hmm. Especially heavyweight boxing. Like, you you know, that was what was on pay-per-view, man. And you think the 80s and 90s, that's all you had were heavyweight boxers. You know, you had Tyson, you had Riddick Bowe, Evander Holyfield, Lennox Lewis. Um what uh oh shoot um Hasim Rockman like you know it just and these dudes were they you know they were knocking each other out and hitting each other you right. know if you wanted to see the little dudes fight you know you'd have to go to HBO you know or Showtime that's where all the little dudes fought all right and and I mean heavyweight boxing was dude that's like the national pastime and that was the most popular sport even above you know, baseball and football. 
So, but now, whew, I mean, I mean, look what uh, look what Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury did. Right. There you go. Perry just sent the things. 263 on the strikes out of 340 for Usman. 88 out of 157 for Masvidal. Well, he went in trying to knock him out. Yep. Well, we'll see. We might save that for the weekend, Parrot. We got to get into trivia, though. So I'm going to open this uh, chatty box back up, get it ready. Here we go. He, we're finally, I told him 10 minutes, like 25 minutes ago. All right. Hey, uh, Dr. Jinx, can you hold my gooch? <laughs> Name the MLB team that plays in the oldest ballpark in the entire league and the MLB team that plays in the newest ballpark in the entire league. All right. Hmm. <laughs> um. All right. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. All right, three, two, one, and go. Cubs, Rangers, Cubs, Rangers. God damn it. Nice at the Braves. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Braves would be the second newest. I just say, I think they're second. They were supposed to open last year in COVID. Yeah, they opened last year. That's right. Boston is the oldest. Atlanta is the newest. All right. Yeah. Huh. Who knew? Wrigley was uh, 1940. Two years. Texas. Nah. Reds and Indians both decent starts considering their low payrolls, so that's cool to see. If either of those teams make the playoffs, just give the manager of the year award to whoever does. Not Stop having a fan duel with baseball, by the way. My Jazz are still the best team in the NBA, and I'm excited for the NFL draft. Great time to be a sports fan. Have a good one, guys. See you for wrestling. Stop it. The Indians have always been good. Like, they always make the playoffs one way or another. Like, their division is not good. Which group is this now? Is this the Pinnacle? Is that their name? Uh, where are you at right now? I see the Elite right now. Or, well, I don't know what they call themselves right now. They're the anymore. Pinnacle. No, that's uh, – what's his name? That's MJF. Oh, you're right. Oh, yeah. That's uh, – yeah. So, who is this? The uh, Are they the elite? What's that, what's that name they use for everywhere? Uh, I thought it was the elite, right? I don't know. Yeah. yeah no. It don't matter. No, it doesn't matter. What's the name? Matter. The Bullet Club? <laughs> they can't use Bullet Club. Unless they want smoke with, uh, <laughs> with uh, what's his name? Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, Tamatonga. They won't smoke with Brother Tama. They don't want that. You know, them Haku's boys. What's going on? I don't even know what's happening right now. Who's pulling? Oh, Mox. And uh, <laughs> he's alive. They're both alive. I didn't know. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> he just drove that. <laughs> All right. At least we're getting something. Drive the truck right into the back of the trailer. Yeah, he must be ahead of me. Jeez. What is that, Eddie? Oh, yeah, Eddie Kingston. 
Oh, Lord. He had to cover. He looks like Kevin Federline. What the hell? All right. Yeah. All right. Whatever, man. It was cool when Stone Cold did it. I'm so waiting on freaking. <laughs> well, I mean, John Moxley likes to think he's Stone Cold, though. You ever notice that he just kind of carries himself like he's just Stone Cold Steve Austin? Oh, see, they acted like that was them, that they're not in there. Oh, Lord. Oh, man. But no, the Reds and hell, dude, the Reds always get off to a decent little start, too, at the beginning of the season. You know, I guess, dude, baseball is the sport where the high payroll don't necessarily matter. No. Uh, because really what it comes down to is your pitching. And if you get like teams win with cheap pitchers, you know, like cheap arms, cheap young arms. That's what, you know, that's what wins in baseball now. The elite. And, You're right. That is what they call themselves. The elite. Yeah. I mean, look how long it took for, look how long it took for the Dodgers to actually win a world series. Established in 1987 FT dub. Jesus. Who's this? Oh, Powerhouse Hobbs. 9-0 and this year. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll take your word for it. Where is he wrestling? Oh, never mind. He wrestling on dark. No, man. He, he's on he's on the main. He ain't on dark today. Tonight? Yeah, I was like, tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Look good. Oh, All right. Uh Jeremy's wrong. Texas is newer. Look it up. When was it built? 2020 it opened. Yeah, like last year it was close. Yeah. But when was it built? Well, when they finished it. Yeah, last, uh, well, 2019. 2019, 2020 is when they finished it. Yeah, and Atlanta was 17. Yeah. Like, they just finished the Ranger Stadium. They're talking about how it looks like a fucking grill. Like, it literally like a gas grill. Yeah, I ain't losing my points on this one. I need all the points I can get. (laughs) 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 Yeah, dude, they opened it up just for the playoffs last year. Or for the World Series, rather. And now he's saying Cubs is the oldest. Wait, no, Boston's the oldest. Yeah, Fenway, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. That that was your the, just your thing. Okay. We got to see if Jeremy comes back. We'll see what he says. Oh, look. Oh, so is uh, Mr. – is Powerhouse Hobbs going to lose to Christian Cage? <laughs> yeah, he's going to get outworked, you know, because, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I think of when you say Christian Cage. I think work rate. Yeah, that's oh boy. As if anybody was ever checking for Christian Cage. Like nobody was asking for you. Butcher and Blade won on AEW Dark. So did Sony Kiss. Sony Kiss. Dark Orders, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, and Ten. Your boys, man. They still bringing that kid out. The I think they are, aren't they? The negative one. They need to cut that out, man. It's not cool no more. 
Nah, no, no, no. You're right. It's not. Um, so, not going to go too far into this, but on this day, April 22nd, 2003, Patrick Waugh plays his final career NHL game. Patrick Waugh, the man, the myth, the legend. He said, geez, you're right. That is number one. He had another question but didn't like it, so he tried to hurry up in the last 10 minutes to find a better one. Well, I want to know what the other one was. (laughs) I mean, Patrick Waugh played for the original six, right? Each season? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Patrick Waugh was no joke, man. Yeah. Uh, I just told him we want the other question, too. Patrick Waugh was a fucking beast, man. Played 20 years. Right? At goalie. Yeah, at goalie, too, man. How crazy is that? Dude, he's got to walk bow-legged at this point in life. Yeah, I mean, he because he was with Montreal forever, the Canadiens, and then he went to Colorado, the Avalanche. That's what he was really just became yeah. the, the fucking man. The Avalanche. Avalanche. When he him broke ground on Global Field in 2017. Say what? They broke ground for the Texas ballpark in 2017. That's when the Atlanta ballpark opened. Gotcha. All right. So, um, Patrick Waugh, man, he has four Stanley Cups. 86, 93 for Montreal, and then 96 and 01 with Colorado. How nuts is that, dude? I mean, right? he, he's 55 now, so he was 35 when he won his cup, dude, his last cup. That's crazy. Think won about that. In every goalie. damn decade. Right. Yeah, he won one in the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s. Two in the 90s. 86, man. So he was, you know, 20 years ago, he was 35, and then 15 years before that. So he won his first cup when he was 20. How insane is that, dude? Unreal. He was all rookie team in '86, so he won the cup as a rookie. <laughs> a like, rookie, man. And he won the Conn Smythe Trophy as a rookie. A rookie goalie. So, so he won it, the Conn Smythe, which for those that don't know, the Conn Smythe is the MVP in the Stanley Cup playoffs. As a 20-year-old rookie. That's nuts, man. That's like that's like Magic winning finals MVP. Dude, it's absolutely fucking insane when you think about it. Like he comes up to Montreal, plays in the NHL. He played in 47 games. He was 23, 18, and 3. And then in the playoffs. He had 20 games played. He was 15 and five goals against 1.93 goals against average 92% save percentage. 39. Oh my God. That is just nuts. He gave up 39 goals. Dude, that's but in 20 games, like that's just nuts. 20 games. I mean, the fucking Penguins gave up six goals in one period yesterday. Nice mustache. <laughs> it's happy mustache day. Mm-hmm. There you go. 
All right, so here we go. There are only two current MLB players who are on the top 100 career batting average list. Name them. Uh, we got to know the minimum, right? Wait, what was that question again? Two current MLB players who are on the top 100 career batting average list. Two current players in the top 100 in batting average. Right. All right. Uh, Shit. Got to open the chat box back up. Let me know when you're ready. I got one. I can't think of who the other one would be. Not 100. All right. Hey, did you say there was a minimum number of games that had to be played? I asked the minimum. He didn't give me anything yet. Oh, it's got to be. I didn't say. It's, it's, there's got to be at least, what, 250 games played, I'm assuming? I would hope more than that. Need a couple seasons in. Dang. Oh, a thousand. Yeah. A thousand. A thousand. Game. A thousand and, games? And it, a thousand games and at batsman. So basically, you know, nine years. Right. Yeah, I'm oh, sticking shoot. with my answers. I'm good. Yeah, me too. I'm ready. I. Don't know if my one. I don't know. I'm probably wrong either way, so it's fine. All right, ready? Yep. Three, two, one, go. Oh shit! It didn't enter. God damn it! <laughs> there. Parrot has. Do we all have Miggy? Yeah. You guys have Miggy and yeah. Trout, and I have yep. Mayhew. Has May been in the league nine years? I know it's close. 32. Hey. Look at that. Miggy, we got right. And look what look at the bottom. God damn. I can't see it. You gotta share your screen. Oh, god damn it. Fuck it. <laughs> My fault. So Miggy's number one, three thirteen. Jose Altuve, three eleven. Lemayhu and Trout, who were both of our other answers, both oh, hitting three oh five and are one twenty five on the list. Wow. Joey Votto is at three oh four. So we're both we're oh. right, man. DJ Lemayhu and Trout. Close. Close. We got I Miggy. forgot about Altuve. I didn't think Altuve had been in the league that long. Must be. Yeah. Must be. All right. Well, we got to wrap this shit up, dude. It is nine thirty, and we're still on sports. So and wrap it up, B. All right, here we go. Thanks to Wes Anderson for moments of time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thanks to All Wear Clothing, Crandall Squatting Landscaping, Connell Barrett, DangerTransformation.com, Sparty Steve. Thank you all for listening. As always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Smile, fellas. Hey, uh, do me a favor, uh, home a gooch at about 1 30.